It is Saturday, October 30th, 2021. Happy Devil's Night, you spooks and pumpkins and vampires out there. You are tuned into the blow-off powered by Atmark Media, presented by the Hameen Media Group at channelattitude.com. On this week's show, we're talking ROH, its legacy, its future, if there even is one, in times long since forgotten. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to remind you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. Find the entire show online, theblowoffpod.com, atmarkmedia.com. My name is Jargo PhD, and of course, I am joined by my tag team partner. He's the COVID kid. He's the GAG from the PWC. He's my man, Jimmy T. Welcome back to your show, my friend. It's great to be here, man. And I love the intros, bro. The way you do the intro for me, man, I can't give it justice. I really can't. But I'm glad to be here, man. How's things, my man? I, I learned from the best. Shout out to my flat build brother, the Andrew Bello. I hope things are well with you. And he's actually, Bello's probably crying. He's probably well, crying. At, well, I mean, he used to be, he has a PhD in NXT and <laughs> yeah. Jimmy T. I'm pretty sure that he, he returned that degree. He was like, nope, I don't want it no more. I don't want it no more. <laughs> I don't blame him. I was going to ask you too, what's happened to Bello, man? i I haven't seen him around for ages. I know, right? I should hit that kid up and see what's going on with him. He has the greatest voice in all of podcasting. I firmly believe that. I agree, man. He's fucking great. So, Bello, if you're listening to us, man, get back on the airwaves, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, for real, man. Shout out to Bello. <laughs> Shout out to Shout Bello. Out. Jimmy T, it has been a rather uneventful week inside of the world of professional wrestling. I mean, I feel like everybody's just kind of running in place, AEW, as we start to get things lined up for full gear. WWE, as we turn the corner on Blood Money 6, and we start <laughs> heading into Survivor Series, which is my least favorite pay-per-view of the year. Uh, but let's start there. What do you think of Survivor Series? Like, are you a fan of the format? Because I absolutely hate this brand versus brand crap. Look, I'll be honest. Even from a young kid, you know, like from five years old, whatever, right? I Survivor Series is always the pay per view I least look forward to, but I still enjoy it as a kid. You know what I'm saying? But it, but I knew back then those fucking ten man tag matches, eliminations, that were that were crap. Let's be honest. Tell me one good match from back in those days. Other than Undertaker against Hogan, right? Because that was an anomaly at the time, right? Having a singles match. What what was good? There was nothing good about those 10-man Survivor Series matchups, man. There really wasn't. I think half of the appeal now that they're doing the Raw versus SmackDown thing is you you typically get the champion versus champion matches. You know, so right now we would be looking at Roman Reigns versus Big E if you buy into the idea that they're going to still be champion come Survivor Series, which seems likely. But I I think the biggest story for Survivor Series this year is going to be does Dwayne show up? Right. Because it's 25 years of Dwayne. Right. That, That starts at Survivor Series. A lot of people expecting him. I don't think it's going to happen. 
Well, it's funny. I remember his debut back at Survivor Series 96. Oh, God. Rocky... Nobody wants to talk about that. Right, as Rocky Maivia. And uh, oh, I was excited man. back then for him, but damn, did that fucking, did he stink it up? Like, you know what I mean? Until he became The Rock. And really, Survivor Series is the pay-per-view in many ways that's made The Rock who he is. Think of Deadly Game in 98, the tournament where he uh, won the championship for the first time. When I think of Survivor Series, I just don't think of The Rock. I just don't. Well, like, to me, like Survivor Series, I think of Undertaker right. way before I think of The Rock when it comes to Survivor Series. But a lot of people think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. I expect Rock for next WrestleMania. If Rock's going to do it, it's going to be at SoFi. It's not going to be in Texas. As far as this WrestleMania, it just doesn't look like it's happening. At, at one stage, it seemed like it, but uh, nah. We would have seen some sort of hype by now, bro. Of course, we did Rampage Uncaged over at the Hameen Media Group at channelattitude.com. The audio is out now. Thank you for those that joined us live. I think we had like 40-some comments on that show last night, so that was fun. Um, it, it's always challenging to engage with the chat room. You can engage with us in the chat room if you are watching live, whether it be on Facebook or YouTube at The Blowoff. Uh, and if you're listening to us later, you know you can always email us at theblowoffpod at gmail.com. AEW this week jimmy t was really bipolar is the word that you and chris like to use for for you know the wednesday night skirmish over at markmedia.com um it, last night's rampage certainly bipolar i thought dynamite was a pretty good show um but it seems like for Halloween, this is going to be like Survivor Series WWE Thanksgiving, where it's just this complete joke, and I absolutely hate everything about it. Um, it seems like Halloween is going to be that that holiday for AEW, where everything just becomes a joke, and you don't take the main event seriously, and it's all gimmicky, and the costumes, and Abaddon versus Britt Baker. We talked extensively about that on Uncaged. What do you make of AEW and, and the Halloween theme shows? Because I would just rather see a regular episode of Dynamite or Rampage. That makes two of us. I mean, I'd rather see that, but I understand why they do that at the same time. And to me, look, Chris really hated that Ghostbusters shit with the Elite and all that. And I get it, like where he's coming from. For me, I, I had a giggle over it because I know the history of it and all that shit. If you watch Being the Elite right. from years gone by... Like I said, this is not the first time they've ever done this shit. This is quite normal of them to actually do it. For better but or worse. For better or worse. Right. doesn't mean I like it. I just, I get it though. You know what I'm saying? The only one that was missing was Marty Skrull and all this shit. Yeah, but it they have, have Adam Cole now. Right. I mean, but he was always part of that too. And yeah, you're right. I guess Marty was the replacement to Adam Cole. So yeah. I'm with WWE at the time. So yeah, you, that's true. But in saying that, look, it, it was funny. I did feel that Kenny Omega, though, seemed a bit awkward in this match. He's almost sort of to the side. It's hard to explain, man. He just seemed like he wasn't too happy about it, which is odd. Well, I think part of it is what we talked about on Uncaged last night, where maybe it's a little bit of self-realization, like... Yeah, I understand that this is completely in the elite's character. I understand we've been doing this for years, but I am the AEW world champion. So while I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll play along and I'll go out there and do this, but let's not make me look too stupid. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, it looked like it. His, his attitude wasn't the same. 
shall we say. It was just something off about him, but he still did it. But it's true. What Chris said in particular on uh, Uncaged, he's the world champion, dude. Does he really need to be involved in this shit? You know what I mean? Maybe they should have just kept it to the super elite, which is just, you know, Adam Cole and the Bucks. Whatever, man, or the super clique, whatever the fuck they call it. You should have just let them do it. And Kenny should have had a program with uh, Hangman, but not in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk a little bit about Adam Cole. Um, Adam Cole, one of my favorite talents in professional wrestling today. I absolutely love that fat piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but when we talk about AEW, like we can look at Ruby Soho. We can look at Miro. We can look at Moxley these guys malachi black that have come over from wwe they all feel like a much bigger deal in aew except adam cole adam he cole same. well he but he seems defined down by yeah what he he's is not doing. serious anymore anyway. i mean right because let's he was at the top of nxt for years he was the man he is mr nxt if if me and John Paz and the real RBV, we sit down. Who is Mr. NXT? Adam Cole is on that list. He doesn't win, but he's on that list, right? He's nowhere close to being Mr. AEW. He's playing like, you know, second, third, fourth fiddle inside of the elite. I really don't like what they're doing with Adam Cole. Like, I feel like Adam Cole is the first WWE talent we've seen signed with AEW take a step back rather than a big step forward well yeah no you're right i mean he is the adam cole pre-wwe again that's what he is i mean seriously he really is that same adam cole before he jumps ship to wwe and, 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 and uh, what, what's missing though is people remember kenny versus cody right they remember bullet club is fine they remember like the tension and they ended up having a match for the iwgp heavyweight championship and all that right but that really started with Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega, right? Because Cole was the leader in the United States in Ring of Honor, Kenny over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they were very, very separate. The Young Bucks were kind of like, you know, the yeah. stepchildren that go back and forth between mommy and daddy's house, you know, on <laughs> the weekend, right? right? But you had yep. the super click over here. You had the elite over here. It was all under Bullet Club, but Kenny and Adam Cole didn't necessarily like one another, and then Kenny murdered him. Like, that <laughs> was the storyline that they ended up pitching, right? So now Adam Cole has been reincarnated from the dead. I thought they actually did a very good job. <laughs> that was funny. That. that was funny. Absolutely right. That was right. great, because they had to say something about it. Right? He couldn't <laughs> yeah. just show up inside the narrative. <laughs> so they bring him back from the dead, and everything is fine and hunky-dory inside of Elite Land. I'm ready for Adam Cole to turn it the fuck up, because right now it seems like he's just running in place. Well, see, you just sort of answered your own question right there when you explained about, you know, how they conjured Adam Cole back from the dead, right? Hence why we have this Adam Cole, I think, because he's that Adam Cole pre-WWE. So he's in line. But believe me, I think they will address it. He's, there's going to be a moment where Adam Cole remembers something, right? And he's going to be like, hang on, you guys killed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys killed me and... Really, all he said so far is when he came back from the dead, he he was, why why do I taste like monster? <laughs> yeah. that, that was really all he had to say about it. <laughs> that was gold, man. And unfortunately, I don't know how many people saw being the elite back then. 
when he died, right? You know what I mean? At uh, what was it? Well, though, at the PWG event, yeah, it was at the Zeta Theater, which is why I call him a fat piece of shit, too. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that, that comes from PWG Excalibur well, is the one that made that comment originally. Well, speaking of fat pieces of shit, and no offense to you, Kevin Owens, but what about the <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's the most, the most fucking hey, he blocked me because I, I done a little joke to him, so that's hey, another thing. Our truth blocked me. For doing a seven <laughs> second dance party so wow I mean, these guys man sensitive or what but anyway right? like i was saying um wait till we get the fucking uh the mount rushmore of wrestling once again bro because seeing kevin owens dress up as a young buck bro is the most <laughs> ludicrous fucking thing i think i've ever seen in professional wrestling history bro so for, for those who don't go back in pro wrestling history to the level of nerd that Jimmy T and I do, <laughs> Mount Rushmore is the Young Bucks, Kevin Steen, and Adam Cole. That That is the Rushmore of PWG. And it sure sounds like Kevin Owens is, it's inevitable, right? Like, And it seemed like it was a matter of time once AEW started because Steen absolutely came up inside of that same group. And the Bucks have always said the reason Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen was never in the Bullet Club was because they knew he was leaving. So what do you do with Steen? Do you bring him in like Adam Cole and then have him just like stun everybody at the end of the segment as the swerve? And make him like, you know, him and Frankie Kazarian can team up with uh, Yoshitatsu and be the elite hunters. (laughs) But like, I kind of want Kevin Steen to come in as a baby face opposite of the elite and be like, I'm going to kick all of your asses. I've been watching what you've been doing for the last seven years and it's bullshit. Like what the (laughs) hell happened to you guys? And like, go out and kick all of their asses. Like I'm down for that. Well, you know, Kevin Owens is a snake kind of thing. You know, the way he's characterized. Very Randy Orton. Right. So I think he will first be part of the Mount Rushmore of wrestling again, right? We have to see it. We have to get it, bro. We have to. We have to because I think it was great. Me personally, right? I mean, he did put out a tweet where he put the coordinates of Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Right. And then he quickly deleted it. So, I mean, he's pretty much telling everybody – He's going. I'm telling you, once his contract is done, he's he's there. I have no doubts about it. That's how confident I am. I just think we should see it at first, and then he stuns everybody, he laughs, and then we get a full-blown feud going on. Okay, so what about the other half of that equation? What about Generico? Does he'll Generico be, be go? Too. You yes. Think he goes? I think he goes. I think he goes, but he can't be Generico again. Not now, surely. I mean, at least for you, got to give me an appearance. See what I mean? See, but that's exactly the same we've seen. You have to do the Mount Rushmore thing at first, just like he will debut as Generico I for mean, sure. I, then he'll get the mask off. I, well, you mean we can finally see who's underneath the mask? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Never trust a red bearded luchador, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Just saying. Oh, man. Absolutely. I think it'll be great, back. man. That's a hey, and tell me what that wouldn't be a moment. Oh man, to to hear that crowd do the old lay chant, oh, would be amazing. That would be, (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm actually, it brings a smile to my face, dude. 
I'm actually looking forward to it. Is there anybody else right now? Because I, we're going to talk about ROH. And the, I mean, there are a ton of talent that reportedly have left Ring of Honor and signed with All Elite Wrestling. We're going to jump into all those names. Is there anybody else that you want to see making that jump over the course of the next year, year and a half that is in that upper echelon of talent? Are we talking just from Ring of Honor now or, or, or well, pro wrestling? Well, really, I mean, I'm looking at WWE, uh, the Ring of Honor talent. Obviously, uh, like Jacob Fatu is on my short oh, I would I, like I freaking love that dude. And the dude. other one, of course, would be Switchblade Jay White. I mean, Jay is the one that I could really see making that jump from New Japan that would be a main event player absolutely man i hope he does man because i think he's ready and he needs to do it soon but but back to jacob fatu i'm glad you brought him up man he is arguably the best non-signed by the big companies talent out there in my opinion him and jay white i think are the two main players that one of these big two companies need to get on and fast because ugh, it's nothing but up man but jacob fatu is the best big man period right now in the ring that dude can do all sorts of shit it's yeah. crazy man he he is a absolutely ridiculous talent i don't know how wwe hadn't scooped him like, I'm, I'm confused too uh, everybody's wondering that is there something he's done that we don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean i because like i would love for wwe to sign him i would love for aew to sign him i would absolutely love for new japan pro wrestling to get a hold of him whether it be on strong or you know in the, at the proper dojo i mean he is a in phenomenal talent he is a more athletic version of umaga which is just freaking insane when you really really think about it i think the sky's the limit for that dude but i mean he's part of the family right exactly he is I mean, he's an annoy man he's a anaoi whatever you want to pronounce it like does he go the aew route or does he go the wwe route Look, i mean i, I know what i would rather see but for him in his position what does he do it's a he's a WWE guy bro I can't so? see yeah, I just don't see the Anunoy family, bro. But it's, he's it's, he's gonna be so dumbed down. Yeah, don't be surprised if they make him into Omaga once again. Oh, that'd be awful. Can you imagine that? We get Omaga 2.0. Bring him not. in is Jacob Fatu. This changing people's names to stupid names. I just nah, they're gonna change it to like uh uh, like something like a Roman Reigns, right? Because you know, Roman's half Italian, hence the name Roman Reigns, right? Um, imagine they do something like Islander Fatu or something like that. Yeah, I was listening to uh, a podcast a couple of days ago with uh, Todd Martin over right. at PW Torch, and he had brought up that everybody in the WWE right now is just a character, like, there's no realism to anybody like everybody is just out there playing a character and i was like yeah that's really the difference in aew versus wwe at this point like wwe has went too heavy on character and not enough on real personality right, with the right. over scripting and whatnot and aew we have too much real personality and not nearly enough character and tom martin knows what he's talking about man i've been a fan of his for years so he yeah, knows what great. he's talking about and I, and, I, and I get where he's coming from. I mean, that's the problem, though, that we have with both companies, though. 
You've yeah. got one side that portrays more realism, but a lot of stupidity goes on, right? There's not enough emphasis in character. And then you've got the other side, which has got too much emphasis in character, but no like uh, personal traits for a fan to get into. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing personal about him. Well, it's kind of like the punk thing, right? Like, I mean, right. punk is just getting all these random one-off matches. <laughs> That, that confuses me, and, dude. And that works with Brian Danielson because it's adding to Brian Danielson's gimmick. Right. With CM Punk, he's not Brian Danielson. He can't go out there and have, you know, a four-star match with Dante Martin. Like, <laughs> not at this point in his career. And that's what worries me about this Eddie Kingston thing. But, I mean, Punk really needs something that Punk and the Punk character can sink his teeth into and actually... Because, I mean... At this point, Punk's biggest strength is the microphone, and he's got nothing to talk about. <laughs> and they don't even know what to ask him. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, it's about it's they've taken way too long. It's about time they do a program with him because he's just wasting not only his talent, but their their own time, dude. Like, honestly, what's the fucking point? Why did you bring him back for? We're still getting a happy feel tour. Enough already. Someone piss this guy off by now. Right? To make him like you know, like have something to do. I mean, I, I still think MJF is going to be the one that that sort of gets him to do a program, dude. I don't know why I'm leaning that way, but something's going to happen with MJF very soon. I think. I still like the idea of Moxley, even if you know the 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 creative with Moxley starts because I Brian. Let's see, how do I want to book this out? Yeah, so Brian beats Moxley, at right, on the way to full gear. Or no, I guess that's at, no, full, at full gear. gear. Right, that's yeah. at full gear. So Brian beats Moxley. That's kind of the, the, the true, like, not necessarily heel turn, but you, you just pissed off John Moxley moment. Earlier in the night, we have Punk beats Eddie Kingston. And then if the program even starts with John Moxley being like, you beat up my friend. You know what that means, right? Like you can't beat up my friend and not have me kick your ass for it. Like that's, that's what's going to happen now, Phil. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and like, you even if, if that's how it starts fine and then just have it progress to where it's a full on creative program, but I'm completely fine with punk beats Eddie Kingston and that alone is enough to set off Moxley because he's already pissed off because he got beat by Brian. Let me ask you a question, actually, Jagger. You made me think of something as you were saying all that just now. Maybe has has Punk lost his balls, bro? I don't because I feel like he's his... too happy. I don't feel like there's a mean streak left in him anymore. Well, I he's, the problem with Punk is he's rage against the machine. Was though was well, I okay. I, a perfect parallel for Rage Against the Machine in 2021 and CM Punk. There are people that are going to a Rage Against the Machine concert with proof that they are double vaccinated <laughs> from COVID-19 and then standing in the crowd screaming, fuck you, I won't do what you told me. <laughs> uh, that's a bit, that's um... CM Punk right now. Oof, that's, that's harsh, dude. That's harsh. But he has no machine to rage against. Right, but that's my point, as he lost his balls. Because well, they feel like they've been clipped, dude. 
He's not the same CM Punk, you know, at all. Somebody piss CM Punk off already. <laughs> exactly. Please. I mean, because like, when that's he's really angry, where we're at. Exactly, man. Because when he's angry, even if he doesn't like this feeling, it's when he's at his best, dude. You know when who it got... should be? Who, who do you think? It should be Cody. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Cody should kick CM Punk's ass. And but Cody why? Should... Cody should kick CM Punk's ass because CM Punk is the reason I'm getting booed. You people huh. loved me until this piece of shit showed up. True. I mean, if you put it like that, I mean, there's something to it, right? There, you can. It's something you can go from, whether it's true or not. I mean, the timing kind of works out. Right, right, but it's not really because of that. Let's be honest. No, right? it's I mean, not because yeah, of yeah. that. But in <laughs> Cody's mind, in right, the mind right. of the delusional heel where he's sitting there trying to figure out why don't you people like me anymore? Oh, well, you don't like me because the shiny new toy is here. You don't <laughs> like me because CM Punk showed up. Well, he's a delusional babyface, also Jago. Well, I mean, isn't the best heel a delusional babyface? Well, but the thing I mean, is, man, really? Well, yeah, but the thing is, I, I truly, his promo this past Wednesday I feel like there was a lot of truth to it. Yeah. He really like he absolutely. really does not he really doesn't want to turn. No. I believe him. I believe him too. I don't give a shit. That's the problem. I don't give a shit if you don't want to, Cody. This <laughs> is the reaction that you're getting. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, it's true. And, and it's it's you know whose fault it is? It's John Cena's fault. Well, it's, it's a similar fucking thing. That's it's Roman Reigns' fault. It's it's getting these talents shoved down your throat for so long, and you're like, oh, I have to love this person. I have to love this person. You know what? I really don't like this dude. And then you get into where Cody's at right now. Except with you Cody, it's self-manufactured, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's the difference, and that's and, why he's getting even more hate. You know what I mean? And. I don't know if he's working constantly or if he is just not self-aware about it. That's a good question, man. Cause I, that's how I think, right? I'm thinking he surely is self-aware. I mean, he did say he reads what's going on online. He's self-aware, but he doesn't but get why. Right, right, right. And, and I've thought of that too. If he's working us, he's fucking working us really good though. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? But he comes across as genuine. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. Maybe he is working us. Look, you know what? More than likely, he probably is working us. At the end of the day, he's a professional wrestler, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? And if anybody should know this, it's Cody. All right. right. And, exactly. And, and, and I'll say this. Cody, if you don't want to be booed anymore, <laughs> then turn heel. Then turn heel. Because you are such a good heel that people might boo you for a year or 18 months, and then you will be set up for the remainder of the prime of your career as the biggest baby face in the company. If you just give the people what they want, and that is turn heel. You get it out of your system. They get it out of their system. And you are good enough. 
that you will win them back because the people respect Cody. They just they hate his do, freaking man. character. Right. Absolutely. Now you're right, man. And he knows how to work a crowd. Let's, let's go back to that match with, with his brother. Yeah, Dude, that turned everybody. That got me teary, bro. And I knew they were working us, but like, damn, that was a beautiful moment, dude. That's professional wrestling right there, right? Yeah. If, he, if he knows how to pull that shit off, I'm sure he's self-aware what's happening. Maybe this is leading to a heel turn. Maybe it's like, think about when Kurt Angle first debuted back in WWF. Was he really a heel? He was telling well, everybody, I'm an American hero. They want a gold medal for you motherfuckers. And, right? and, and he's a bully me. And the thing is, I keep hearing Cody say, like, oh, I don't want to turn heel because of my charity work. It's like, that's why you are being treated the way that you're being treated, because that's why John Cena never turned heel. That's right. And it's like, but it's but that is so meta that is he working or is he being serious? Because, <laughs> yeah, I could, because Cody's diabolical. Like he is he very is, he cerebral. Is. Like I he could fucking see is, him, bro. He's I could see him thinking if I say this, I'm gonna get heat for it. Like, you know, it I, I but I don't know if he's just not that self-aware or if he's just nah. being freaking diabolical, Cody. <laughs> and I'm not sure which, which is probably a good thing. Which is it? Which it is a good thing. Only if he's working us, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? If he's not, then that's bad. But um, I think he's he's got to be working us, bro. He's being diabolical. He's, uh, come on, he, like you said, he's 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 very cerebral. He very much is like a carbon copy of Triple H in terms of how he thinks of professional wrestling, not his character. Let's not get that twisted. I'm talking about just the way he thinks about professional wrestling. He truly is one of the you know he's he's, he's the game. In many ways, of the game, Absolutely. hell yeah, he is. He really is. You know what I mean? But guess so, what? Guess what? People don't like Triple H either. I uh, see. That's wrong. Uh, see, to me, no, I'm, people I'll... respect the hell out of Triple H, but as a character, as a babyface, it never really worked. He was always so much better as the heel because he's just him as a person. He's not a babyface, bro. Is you Cody? know what I mean? He can be. He can be. Well, so so can Paul Lebeck. So so can Papa H as Bello. Yeah, but another, but, but another H- shout out to Bello on this show. <laughs> What's going but, on? But the thing is, H is very condescending though in real life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I know the guy personally. I'm just going by what everyone else says, right? He seems very condescending. You know what I mean? Whereas, whereas Cody doesn't, and if he is, he, he plays dumb. You know what I'm saying? He's good at playing dumb, bro. That's what he's at. He's, he's the type of guy that listens but doesn't say much. Hence why he's where he's at. Does that make any sense? Makes absolute sense. Makes sense to me anyway. Right. So let's talk about ROH. Um, ROH going on hiatus until first quarter of next year. That is the report. Um, I am hearing a bit of what they kind of have as a concept, as an idea, what they want to do going forward. But it also does not include anybody that was currently inside of ROH. This is going to be a full-on ROH reboot, ROH 2.0, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Jimmy, I guess there have been so many eras of Ring of Honor, whether it was, you know, going back to the true independent days, whether it was the summer of punk, whether it was, you know, the, the end of the Feinstein 
kind of era into HD net and then the Sinclair era. I think this is a firm ending to this era of ring of honor. So as you look back over the course of the roughly last 20 years, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say ring of honor to you? I think of Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, you know what I mean? Uh, Tyler Black. Did I say AJ Styles? That's what I think of when you say Ring of Honor. You know what I'm saying? But you can also go back and say the Briscoes and the Bucks and the Elite even and Adam Cole and, and Steen and El Generico. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Every era of Ring of Honor has got a, its own sort of era of wrestlers too, which is huge. You know what I'm saying? And it's whatever's going on right now with Sinclair and Ring of Honor, it sucks, dude, because uh, I heard like Joe Coffey is, is absolutely uh, almost in tears about this, dude. That was his baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And he's not happy about it whatsoever. And I don't know where we're going with this, but if are we going to get it? Is it going to become a pure developmental sort of company then? It seems to me from what I have heard is they kind of want to do the PWG like model Mm. where it would be more of a showcase of independent talent where they're not locking people into any kind of contracts where they, they call somebody in, you do like, you know, six weeks worth of television in one shot. And then, you know, we may call you for the next set of tapings and we may not. Look, it works for PWG. I don't think it will work for ring of honor, man. If they go that way, what are they expecting then? Like, I've I've been hearing like Mike Johnson's got a good report on it at PW Insider, and uh, what if, from what I read and what he said, like they they basically want to do that, like you said, but not he, he didn't mention PWG though. But like, well, I just think of that model. Right, right. No, no. I see where you're coming from. The thing is, he feels like this could be all just bullshit, and it's basically closing down. You know what I'm saying? So, and I feel that way too. I'm not going to lie. I feel like this is all just, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. It's to me, it seems like a goodbye. I mean, Ring of Honor is at this point, nothing more than cheap syndicate programming for Sinclair Broadcasting. Right. But I'm hearing they're bleeding money though because of it. Well, no, I don't. Maybe over the course of the last year, um, which I mean, Throughout the course of the pandemic, I think ROH has probably taken it on the chin the most. Um, Absolutely. One thing I will say is a positive for ROH. They paid all that talent throughout the entire pandemic. They kept everybody on staff. They treated the talent very, very well. They paid them the same wages, not even less money, which is awesome to hear. So, I mean, of course, over the course of the last couple of years, Ring of Honor is bleeding money. And it's unfortunate that they're not bleeding more money. And I say that in the respect that Joe has always tried to get more for Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcasting. Absolutely and, true. And they just throw him a couple of peanuts and say, hey, look, we gave you more. And I, I, I think Joe has reason to look at AEW at this point and sit there and just want to throw stuff at his television. Like that, that should be us. 
Yeah, and that's where I look back at the Bucks, Kenny, and uh, you know, in particular those guys and Cody. I feel like they so were the ones that killed Ring of Honor, really, dude. Okay, but and while that's true, and I, I, I absolutely understand that, Ring of Honor had the opportunity at Madison Square Garden to be on all eyes on G1 Supercard, right? And coming out of that show, everybody felt like, wow, New Japan Pro Wrestling did not skip a beat. Like, <laughs> like New Japan was on fire coming out of Madison Square Garden. And everybody was sitting there going, Ring of Honor dropped the ball. They and did, dude. Everybody felt that way coming out of the garden. They could have pivoted. And we can look back in hindsight now, and I was, to be fully disclosed, I was fully on board with putting the title on Matt Taven. I thought oh, that was too. I thought that was a great move. I really, really like Matt Taven. I feel like I'm I'm higher on Matt Taven than most people are for Me? one reason or another. So am I, bro. <laughs> so um, I get you. But looking back now, it's pretty clear to see they should have put the title on Marty Skrull coming out <sighs> of Madison Square Garden. That was the statement Ring of Honor needed to make. And instead, they put the title on Taven, who nobody likes. They did that entire bullshit with Enzo and Big Cass. And, and Ring of Honor just seemed like they were throwing shit at the wall and hoping that something would stick. And it just got beat off with a freaking hose. And it's kind of been this very quick downward decline to the point where they pulled their last set of tapings out of Florida back up to Baltimore because they couldn't sell freaking tickets for it. Unbelievable, dude. And, and that you know what? Well, when you look back on it, like I mentioned about the Elite, but it was really that super show of honor that the downhill spiral really started, man. From that yeah. time on, it was bang, straight down like that. And like you said, I'm a huge fan of Matt Taven too, man. I think this guy should have been in the big leagues years ago, in my opinion, right? But for whatever reason, he hasn't been. But that's, yeah, I don't know why. But you're right. Mighty School at that time was super hot, dude. Yep. And he he even should have had the title, in my opinion, a year before that, in many ways, right? But I guess in many ways, thank God he didn't win the title because look what we have now. I mean, he's in Puerto Rico now. He's looking good. Unfortunately for him, He'll never get that shot at the big time again. I just don't see it. I, I unfortunately, I'm afraid that I agree with you, even though I, I don't necessarily think that is warranted. Um, I agree. But so now we are hearing reports that a whole bunch of talent has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Is there anybody on that ROH roster that you feel like they need to go to WWE? Or do you just want everybody to go to AEW? I don't mean, like it seems like sexy for everybody to go to AEW or everybody to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. But like, is there anybody from that ROH roster that you're just like, no, that's a WWE dude? Not really, man. Like when I think about it, I mean, but see, I'll need to look at the list again proper. I know there's EC3. We've already had him in WWE. We know how that went. There's Rush, except he can't speak English for shit. And I don't know if they'll go for him anyway, right? Uh, Danhausen, what the fuck is he? Yeah, I don't get the Danhausen thing, man. Just... Like, is he crazy? Is he fucking? Uh... I I don't get it. 
But for whatever reason, I see him fitting in AEW, though. You know what I mean? Dalton Castle could have been great in WWE, I think. He should have went to WWE like five years ago. Absolutely. He, he had the opportunity, and he stayed at ROH, and he got his run on top, and he carried Ring of Honor on his back until he broke it. And yeah, he's, he's never been the same performer since. And he was never hotter than when he was running around w- with his boys. Um, yeah, and like, the boys are in AEW right now, as a matter of fact, as a tag team. And they so, had uh, them down at NXT for a little while. That's where oh, the boys well. went when, when they kind of disappeared. <sighs> well, I like go. Dalton so, Castle, but I, I in 2021, I just I feel like he's a mid-card talent for people to beat. Yeah, unfortunately, man, he's lost any sort of momentum that he had, say, five years ago, bro. Five years ago, at one stage, he was a megastar. Even yeah. I was a huge fan, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't even know why I liked him, but I liked him. And and five years ago, he was on fire. And now, since his injuries, even what's his alternate character name again? I forgot his name. Um, Crap, I don't remember. Oh, man. I can't From remember Jericho what it was. Cruise and I can't right, that made me laugh, dude. Uh, that was fucking funny to me. Like, I think he's so, he's so versatile, man. You know what I mean? And I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but someone give this guy a run, man, because he could be entertaining. He could be he's taking such serious. a personality. You he can is. put him on commentary. You can have him doing interviews. There's, you could do a ton of shit with Dalton Castle. hundred percent, dude. I mean, he would be great in WWE, even his theme. You know how it's the Queen song, but it's like a rehash version, you know, so they don't have to pay for it. That, that Even that was great. You know what I mean? Like his theme. I don't know if he would work in WWE because I kind of doubt they would let him be Dalton Castle. I'm afraid, too- I'm afraid that he would kind of go over like Robbie E. Like, you know, like they, they repackaged Robbie E and they made him uh, the Robert Stone <laughs> and and like it's never gotten over. Like he, I, Robbie, gone e, down here. Robbie E had like so much personality, right? And and like the gimmick change just has not worked. And I wonder if like they they repackaged Dalton Castle with the WWE's thing. Like I I don't know if it works. I think he's a hell of a performer as Dalton Castle, but repackaged. I don't know if he works. No, I agree. But you know who would work? I think great in WWE is Jay Lethal. I think Jay Lethal would fit great in the WWE. Absolutely. But he's apparently signed with AEW now. So, I mean, even WWE, why haven't they looked into Jay Lethal at all? Like in many ways, I don't get it. I, I don't get it, dude. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I know there's some talents that have issues with Lethal behind the scenes. And I've whatnot, heard. That's but, bullshit. I just yeah. don't buy it, bro. I really yeah. don't. And it's unfair on him having to fucking get all that shit. Like, it's a load of shit, bro. Yeah, and and, no. and and these and some of these women, I'm not saying they're all liars, but a lot of them are. Unfortunately, they're going to absolutely hurt these wrestlers one way or the other. I mean, look, look what's happened to, and they're guilty. Fair enough, right? But man, like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, Jay Lethal's not that guy, bro. Where does my boy Shane Taylor end up? <sighs> He'd be a great fit in WWE, man. I mean, I with think. his with his size and his athleticism, you've got He's the built-in. You got the built-in issues with Keith Lee. Um, I, I I feel like if he goes to AEW though, he's just a freaking monster. 
That's why he's a WWE guy, man. There's no way. He's not even part of that list of AW signees, right? No. He's a if WWE don't sign that guy, they're idiots. Put it that way. He's got WWE written all over him, in my opinion. And he's too big for AEW. Like, what are you gonna do? Make him into a big jobber like they always do with the big guys? Right. No. Come on now. Um, let, let's kind of go through this list of the reported sightings to AEW and give me a, a thumbs up, thumbs down if you think this was a good signing for AEW. Uh, Jonathan Gresham. Where do you see Jonathan Gresham fitting in on the AEW roster? Well, first of all, that's a big thumbs up for me. Where does he fit? Easily, dude. He fits into the Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson type of mold. He, he Man, he's going to give you Three to five star matches every week, dude. Especially imagine him against Brian Danielson, bro. Are you telling me that's not going to be a five star match? I think Gresham has really elevated his stock since the elite left. Absolutely. Um, and, and not to where he was becoming a major player inside of Ring of Honor. I think he was a name that people were kind of looking at inside of that world championship. Um, but I don't think that happens at AEW. I really expected him to go to Impact. I thought Gresham would have been a really good fit for Impact Wrestling. He would be. He would be. But I think he'll be all right in AEW. But you're right. He won't be world champion material. Look, let's be honest. His size really lets him down, dude. Yeah, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? If he was a bit bigger, man, he'd be a killer of a wrestler. Unfortunately, you know, genetics fucking always win, dude. So it is what it is. But I think he'll have some awesome matchups with the likes of Punk, with the likes of uh, Brian Danielson. And a few others, no doubt about it, dude. I think it'd be a good signing. I think as a shoot, I think Jonathan Gresham would tie CM Punk into a pretzel in about <laughs> four seconds. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%, man. I just hope his misses don't come along with him, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's a whole Stay other Stay at topic. impact, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic. Uh, Jay Lethal <laughs> reportedly signing with AEW. Where do you see Jay Lethal in 2021? Because, I mean, Jay Lethal's got a lot of mileage on him at this point. We know he that does. he's friends with the elite crew and whatnot. Um, is Lethal, what, flirt with the main event, TNT champion, TV champion, see how he gets over kind of guy? Yeah, that will definitely be his first run. You know what? Now that I think about it, there's a lot of similarities uh, between him and, say, a Sammy Guevara. When, when I say that, I'm talking about Sammy Guevara more copying Jay Lethal. I feel like uh, Lethal will slot right into the AEW as long as it's the Lethal of Ring of Honor from a few years back. I don't want to see Black Machismo, all right, with the elite doing all that shit. We've seen that shit. It's funny, but please, the only thing I'll pop for is if he acts like Ric Flair again. Now that is funny, you know what I mean? But um, um, I only want to see Black Machismo on the Halloween special episode of AEW Rampage. Well, 100%. They'll just tap him on the shoulder and he'll be like, Ooh, where, where's Hogan, brother? Yeah. He'll start fucking. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that one nerve. That, dude, that one just nerve. That one nerve. And that's it. He was Randy Savage after that, you know? Where's the genius, brother? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, look, man, I think he should be great. Yes, he's got a lot of mileage. But he will be flirting with the main event scene, no doubt about it. He'll be in the upper mid card for sure. I can't see him being any lower than that. I, I, my favorite Jay Lethal was House of Truth, Jay Lethal, and and, it, and his theme was awesome too, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what he felt like a huge star, man. When he was coming out to that 
with that do 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 do. If he's got that fucking song and he's treated like that in AEW, that's the Jay Lethal I want to see kick ass, and that's the Jay Lethal that can actually carry a company on his back and be world champion. I'm telling you, dude, that's where he needs to be at. Speaking of potential world champions, I think there is one inside of this crop, and his name is not Roosh. His <sighs> name is Brody King. I was talking with uh, my, my friend Virtue from NoDQ.com the other day. We do a show over at the Big Vito brand, the Big V Mafia over on <laughs> Patreon. And uh, he was like, explain Brody King to me. Because he, he'd heard the name, but he hadn't really seen Brody King. And I said, okay, well, imagine if CM Punk was about 15 years younger and weighed 350 pounds and was like, you know, six foot six and could wrestle like a luchador. I, I can see that. That's a nice... Sign me the fuck up. I Except love he... me some Brody King, man. I like the sky is the limit for that dude. I agree 100%. Except Brody King is legit, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know about the CM Punk comparison because Brody King, that, that dude looks like he can whoop your ass in a heartbeat. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, happily. And, and start munching on, on, on your ears like while he's at it. I mean, this guy is a bulldog and a big one at that. I mean, do you see, but how's AEW going to treat him, though? Again, he's one of the big guys now, right? How are we going to, like, where are the. That's what I'm worried about, dude. I'm kind of worried for him. I think he's better suited in WWE. He was great in Impact. I think Brody is young enough that you could bring him in kind of like Wardlow, where like somebody... Well, it, it depends on who's a, who you want to have kind of heading up that faction, right? right? But I mean, like I could see you bring Brody in as somebody's heater. You know, he you would know, be like, great for, actually? Well, Punk. Yeah, he'd in AEW. perfect for Punk. But imagine he was in NXT now, right? Remember, what's his name? Oh, my God. He's in Impact Wrestling as well. To the moon. Oh, uh, Trevor Lee. Um, Cameron yeah. Grimes. Yeah, yeah, Cameron Grimes. Are you telling me he wouldn't be the perfect foil for Cameron Grimes, dude? Yeah, he's the perfect heater. For, for I, I think legit be great. anybody. Like, I loved him as Marty Skrull's heater. Like, that Absolutely. was perfect. It Going was, Enterprises, dude. loved that shit. Really, it really was, good. man. Well, speaking of villain enterprises, what about PCO? Could we see him in uh, AEW? I think PCO becomes the guy that you go see at your local independent show. Well, he I, was that pre-Ring of Honor, to be yeah, honest. And, and I think that's kind of where he goes back. He He's that special attraction that you bring in for an independent show. I expect him at the Pro Wrestling Alliance in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Just for saying. sure. Definitely. Definitely. The shout-out to RB to the V. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah. Danhausen on this list last night. Of course, I, I pitched for a new faction inside of AEW. That's all I do is create factions inside <laughs> of AEW. If you haven't noticed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Island of Misfit Toys 
is the name of this faction. We're, it's going to be headed up by Orange Cassidy, and we're going to have Abaddon in that faction. We're going to have Marco Stunt in that faction, and uh, we're going to throw Dan Housen in there too. Um, if we end up bringing, you know, Jeff Hardy in, maybe we can get Willow <laughs> the Wisp over there. Um, if Suicide is available from Impact Wrestling, we can bring him in. Uh, Doink the Clown. I know there's a couple of you guys out running around there on the Independence. No, you know what? Fuck Doink the Clown. We're bringing in Psycho Clown from AAA. Oh, Let's nice. bring in Psycho Clown. He can go into the Island of Misfit Toys. If he wants to, he can bring along Murder Clown. Um, if the insane clown posse, if they want to come and they want to do some more pro wrestling, I mean, what the fuck, right? Let's do it up. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Like, I, let, God. come on, man, let's party down, right? With so, the island of misfit toys. So, are you basically saying you want the oddities 2.0? Yeah, yeah. And this is this is all because of fucking Danhausen. Evidently, AEW oh. has signed Danhausen, and I don't know what else you do with the guy. Then you're forgetting one person that should be part of this crew as well, then, dude. Who's that? Kazani. Kazani, yes. Um, it, Rosemary. Shout Rosemary, out to Rosemary. Yeah, bring her over. Bring, fucking bring <laughs> all of decay. Bring oh, all no. of decay. Oh, no. Fuck it. Chucky the Dark Order too in there. You might as well. Yeah, maybe we can. Maybe when Chucky's up from his contract over on USA Network, we can sign him over to TNT and little Chucky can go and Chucky can run around too. Oh, and that John Green. John Gruden is available. He can come in kind of as the Dan Lambert for the group. <laughs> Shit. Come on, dude. That, that Now, we've done some good fantasy booking before. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> You're fucking terrible as a human being. That is that is so cruel what you just did right now. Sorry to our listeners that to hear that. It, it is funny, funny, though. It is funny. It is funny. It is funny. But can you imagine? Can you imagine that as a fucking crew? That is what you call a bunch of misfits right there, dude. Right? The island Seriously. of misfit toys. Do it up, <laughs> AEW. Do it up. And um, in a weird fucking way, it could work too, dude. <laughs> in a fucking weird fucking way, it might actually work. Let's talk about the Briscoes. Briscoes supposedly coming in. And, I mean, everybody loves the Briscoes. Um, but I'm afraid of where they're going to fit on that AEW tag team roster. Because, I mean, obviously you have the Lucha Bros on top. You have the young bucks who are going to be top priority. You have FTR is in the mix. The men of the year, I think is, you know, the, the hottest thing going in AEW, like you're already getting like five, six teams deep. And I want to see the Briscoes wrestle all those teams, but I feel like they also lose all those matches. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't know where the Briscoes go inside of AEW. You know what, dude? I don't think they'll allow that to happen to themselves. I, I truly believe that but, i just don't see but you they should push have, it straight to the moon you can't have all these teams just trading wins though yeah but right, we, if we push but, them straight to the moon then we got to de-push ftr we got to de-push the men of the year you know the lucha bros have to lose the titles proud and powerful getting a title shot uh -oh, oh yeah about that. Powerful. You, I forgot you know about what it. i mean like th this tag team division is freaking stacked and i just i don't know where the briscoes fit in on you know, when you got one and a half million people watching dynamite every week, that's my fear. I love the Briscoes. Absolutely. Push them to the moon. But if you're going to push them to the moon, then somebody has got to come down from the moon. <laughs> well, maybe do a tag team turmoil of, of some sort. They got to get protected here, dude. Someone, and it's not just them. It's other teams as well. Yeah. Look, they've got a good sort of problem on, 
on their hands. Yeah. If they're creative enough, they can get around this shit. But you can't just expect them. I know they're vets. I know they've been in this business for a long, long time. But don't treat them like that where they have to lose to everybody. I, I mean, they're one of the best tag teams in the frigging world and have been for years. Give them their fucking light. Give them the fucking ball and let them run, man. That's just my opinion, though. And then we have the Lucha contingent. Um, number one, we have Bondito, who the AEW team seemed very, very high on. All in was kind of his big debut to American audiences. American audiences had no idea who Bondito was. And then all of a sudden, he's in a main event with guys like, you know, the Young Bucks and Rey Mysterio and Kota Ibushi. And everybody, what the hell? Who is this guy? And then he's flipping all over the place. Ring of Honor ends up picking him up. He becomes the ROH champion. Now kind of the, the champion without a direction. He signs with the AEW. I'm not sure where Bandito fits, though. I mean, very much in the TNT kind of title picture, but I don't know if he he doesn't seem main event to me on a on a platform like AEW. You know where he's gonna be, bro. Come on now. He's not gonna be no singles wrestler in uh AEW is going to be part of this Lucha Brothers and Andrade and you know you, something you want like to that. turn fucking Bandito heel and put him in uh, the the House of Black the Black Bandana is that what we're going to call hey, it? Hey, I like it. I like it a lot, dude. That that's good too. Yeah, why not? Fuck it, man. He would suit that fucking group. Like, would he not? Well, have we, you wear a black bandana like an all black bandana? Come on, dude. As, it sells as, itself. As we discussed last week on the blow off, the House of Black is starting to come together as reportedly Dragon Lee and Roosh on their way to All Elite Wrestling. Um, I, I love the Dragon Lee signing. I think Dragon Lee is like one of the top like five professional wrestlers in the world. That guy is incredible. Even though he broke my favorite pro wrestler in the world's neck, I still think the guy is one of the top five professional wrestlers in the world. Um, and then there's his brother. Um, and, and Roosh is incredible, but you have to deal with Ellen Gabernable, if you're going to get those incredible performances from Rouge, and that's but, a challenge for any locker room. But dude, he's the Black Toro. Think about yeah. that. Have him as the Black Bull, bro. The Negro Toro. The Negro Toro. The Black Bull. El I mean, Negro come on, Toro and Gabernable. Yeah, hell yeah. See, and in a Black Dragon, bro. That's fucking money. You know what I mean? Come as on, man. As long as you give me the tag team of the Black Dragon and the Black Phoenix, like, <laughs> sign me the fuck <laughs> up, man. Like, Hell yeah, bro. Break Penta, Pentagon Black. We break him off as a single. We make him that's a top it, tier that's, heel. That's the breaker of bones. He goes out there and starts tearing people's fucking arms off. And then we, we put Ray Phoenix and Dragon Lee in a tag team together. And <sighs> the, the, the Black Phoenix and the Black Dragon and Holy shit, you can just start taking my fucking money. Make them all wear suits as well while coming out, yes. dude. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All of them. Absolutely. It has to be. It has Absolutely. to be, bro. There has to be. It's money. I'm sorry, even Bandito. Tell me how classy he wouldn't look he would look with a black suit with a black bandana, bro. So, and Dragon Lee, come on. So who's the head of the table? With it has all to be Andrade. this talent. 
with all this, Ugh. you think Malachi Black's taking orders from from from? Uh, no, you think Roosh is taking orders from somebody like Andrade at this point? Like, who's the head of the table? Because I'm I'm very biased to Los Ingo Bernabes, right? I, I want Andrade to be, but in this case, it's the House of Black, right? So, right, you got to like have I, Alistair Black. Oh, sorry, Malachi Black. They got to make it where he's sort of possessing them. I feel like no matter what we do, like this is really, really cool, but this is a short storyline. Yeah, it's true. There's too because many uh egos. there's too many egos in this thing. And you're gonna end up, but I mean, like, I ain't bitching if you're gonna give me Malachi Black versus Roosh. I'm not complaining if you're gonna give me Malachi Black versus Andrade. Like, we can take a six-month ride that's gonna be really, really fun. And and yeah, I like it. That's like why Zelina Vega needs to join this group. That way she's the one pulling the strings and the egos shouldn't be as hurt because it's a female doing it to all males. And if right. Zelina is happy inside of the WWE, that's fine too. We bring in Zelina de la Renta and uh, let her be the she's spokeshole for th- the House of Black. And I dare say she'd even do a better job than Zelina Vega would. And that's what I don't understand brings selena delarente in please selena would be better i think i think selena would be better selena would be better because she's so much smaller than selena delarente like i I, can't talk like selena though dude no but she she is smaller that she would make everybody else look bigger standing next to them you know what I mean? Where Selena De La Renta, it, she's pretty tall. Like she might be, you know, as tall <laughs> she's as a woman, Andrade. baby. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. Hey, and she's hot too, bro. I mean, have you seen what she's been doing with uh, Alicia Etel? Well, I mean, it's Selena De La Renta. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Uh, what was it? Natalie Class now her name or whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, also, supposedly the tape library up for sale. Oh, really? Supposedly. Well, there you go, man. If the tape library is for sale, I'm sorry. Ring of Honor is done. That's, that's it. That's kind of what I'm afraid of. They're too. done. I'm curious if how Sinclair views that library. Do they undervalue that library or do they incredibly <sighs> overvalue that library? Because and I, I don't know who would be handling those negotiations, but like, let's just say, for example, I could see them wanting $100 million for that tape library. And I would fucking be demanding it, and I and, wouldn't sell well, it for any less. And it sounds insane to buy a hundred million dollars for that tape library. Not for that tape library. But, Come on. Well, but here's the thing: Sinclair Broadcasting views all those episodes as individual episodes of a TV series. Right. Like, we we pay like two million dollars for like two and a half men, right? Right. It's two million dollars at five hundred episodes. I mean, that's, that seems reasonable. That's reasonable. To me, it's reasonable, bro. See, to me, it's worth $100 million. Someone like a WB would definitely fucking take him up on that, bro. I, I think, think. I think Hameen said that he'd give him like 150 grand for it. Oh, come on. That's a slap to the face, man. If they I had their money. Face slap to the face. <laughs> Get that shit in. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Ben Hameen. <laughs> Yalla. But uh, shit, that's the bin I mean. But uh, but in saying that, bro, you, you threw me right off with that one. That was good though, just quietly. <laughs> Come on, 100 grand that deserves a slap to the face, like you said. I personally, I think they should hold out, hold on to it as long as they can, 
and see what they can get the most. Because I think that is a valuable, and I mean a real valuable library, dude. Especially considering they own All In. Right, but they don't own the All In name, though, which apparently AEW owns now, from what I'm hearing. Well, Which is odd. I don't know how that works, but yeah. I, I think Ring of Honor's involvement in All In is like the dirty secret that nobody talks about. Like ROH was ah, we so knew. involved in that. We show. knew that shit. Even back then I knew like really where the tension started between the elite and ring of honor. Like, Hey, look at what we did. And then ring of honor was like, no, look at what we did. And, and that was kind of the severing <laughs> of that relationship. And they made it out to be all from their pockets. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on. I mean, I, mean, I knew I knew from back then, right? Look at the video production. Look, look at the set. Like, that's <laughs> literally a Ring of Honor set. I know. It had it's a Bullet true. Club logo, but that was a Ring of Honor set. Even the ring announcer. I know it was Justin Roberts that was the ring announcer, actually, yeah. for that for that event. I thought for a minute, uh, I don't know why I got Man, that mixed up, but it's true. Those are the guys that I really feel for. I, I, I feel for Ian Riccoboni. Oh, I, Definitely. If, if Jim Ross is going to have to be taking time off due to his cancer diagnosis, shout out to Jr. I think Absolutely. Ian Riccoboni would be a great name to bring in in his place. Um, I, I feel bad for guys like Bobby Cruz who have been there oh, forever, forever and is right. a fantastic ring announcer. I think one I, of the best, dude. I, I, one of the best referees in professional wrestling, Todd Sinclair. Um, I mean, all the way up the food chain to Joe Coff. Um, Joe has always been very, very good to me with his time and conversations that we have had. Um, I, I, I hope that they can come back. The, the report is April. They have every intention of coming back. We'll see what ROH 2.0 holds for the future. I'm worried, dude. I don't know how what it's going to be. I hope they're not lying. That's all I'm saying, man. Because if they're truly going to be back, then why would you be signing the tape library? Well, I, let's put it this way, just, just so everybody remembers, when WCW closed their doors, they had a launch date for the next WCW show. That's true. And it just, that is very it true. Just never happened. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's edition of The Blow Off. Thanks for listening and or watching. And if you haven't already, please drop us one of those five-star ratings. Hook up Dave Meltzer. Uh, you can visit the show online, theblowoffpod.com, at markmedia.com, michaeljargo.com. Find me across social media platforms at notjargo, at DJ Mass Effects, Jimmy T of the PWC. Why don't you tell people what's going on over at the Pro Wrestling Coalition? Well, the latest skirmish dropped today. Um, also, we're going to be doing all sorts of shit coming up, man. All sorts of shows, picking up with Raw again and uh, SmackDown and and whatnot but most importantly you can find us right here at at mark media or at the pwc network.podbean.com also shout outs to our boys over at the hameen media group if you're looking for the affiliate feed it's hameen media group.podbean.com or visit the big boy feed over at channel attitude.com hameen media group brought to you by channel attitude Dot com. We will talk to you next week right back here, probably about the same bat time, same bat channel for an all new edition of the blow off. For now, we're off like a prom dress. Say up. Peace.